and welcome to Navigating Joy Together. My name is Lauren and I'm here with my family. Mark. Addison. Hunter and our dog Onyx. Each episode you will hear about our experiences with navigating joy together in our family as well as tips you can bring back to your family. Thanks for spending time with us. Now let's get to it. You guys, this is our first episode. Yay! Super exciting. Amazing. Woohoo! Well, what are we waiting for? Let's get to it. I agree, Addison. Let's get started. But I have to share something first that I'm really, really excited about. And it's about my book that's going to be coming out soon. It's going to be launched at the end of May. The date will be announced soon. This book is a memoir about losing my dad at a very young age and how that experience shaped certain roles in my life where I would ignore certain feelings during other difficult times and how I realized that ignoring these feelings also blocked joy. Now, I'm not talking about those special events that happen throughout life that are super joyful. What I'm talking about is more of the daily joy. And as I was writing this, it was a huge learning experience for me. It was very therapeutic, and I know it's going to bring value to others who may have or who are going through a similar situation. And my hope is that you can find a way to tap in and elicit more daily joy in your life, no matter what you're going through. So more to come on the book. And now to our first episode. In today's episode, we will talk about what navigating joy together means. We'll discuss how our journey started, where we are currently at, and how we try to find joy daily. Be sure to listen all the way to the end to hear more about what you will gain from this podcast. First, we're going to share how we got here and where this all came from. The last several years, we have been working on just creating more of a joyful life together. What that means is shifting patterns, changes in behaviors, so that we have more joy together as a family every single day. And that's why we are here today, to share with you all what we've been doing. Before we get into it, I'm going to ask each one of us to share what they think it means when we say navigating joy together. Hunter, you want to start? Yes. I think navigating joy means navigating is that the word? Yeah. Um, like navigating is like finding. So like, like an example could kind of be like um, like Google Maps. You could search up joy, like navigate it or something. Like if you're wanting to explain the definition, that's what you could say. Like finding joy, like on a map, kind. Of. Okay, thanks. Addison. Um, I think navigating joy means that like you're trying to find happiness, discover it. Um discover, find adventure to happiness, um adventure to fun, find all these fun things to do with your family or people or friends and just finding the happiness, I guess. Mark? I, I, uh, I think what I do is I look at it maybe a little bit differently 
than some of the other members of our family because if we're navigating joy, I kind of look at it from the point of, well, it means at some point in time you're not joyful or there's not something happy happening. So sometimes I look at this, navigating joy to me sometimes is more about how do we get from a place of when things aren't going well or we're not having a good time or we're not communicating well or things are kind of in a, in a slump, how do we navigate our way back to joy? How do we get out of whatever slump or block we're in to get to a joyful place? Um, I guess my personal belief is if everything's happy and everything's going good and we're all super joyful and woohoo, and when that's happening, those behaviors tend to just promote more joy. So for me personally, it's about when we're not in that state, how do we navigate back to it? Interesting thoughts. Never thought about it that way. I would say my thought is, I guess similar to what the kids say, is just finding our route, our direction to joy and staying there. I love it. Okay, I looked it up in the dictionary and this is what it says. These are a few definitions of navigating. Plan and direct the route or course of a ship, aircraft, or other form of transportation, especially by using instruments or maps. Sail or travel over a stretch of water or terrain, or find one's way in a situation. So for example, it took us 10 minutes to navigate through a parking lot. So that's kind of how I look at it is we're trying to find our way to joyful situations, which I guess is kind of similar to what you said, Mark. Okay, so here's my next question I thought would be fun to share is what are some things that we do in our family to find joy or to navigate joy. Who wants to start? I win. Um, we do family board games, family sports games. Um, we eat dinner together, and that can be funny. Laughing. Yeah. We do family games, like a game night, like board games um, or sport games. Um, we walk our dog, do family walks every now and then, <laughs> not as much, but every now and then. We do dancing situations, happy dances, um, yeah. Can you think of anything? Yeah, I'm thinking. Because I, I hear, I have a feeling I'm going to be that oddball in this whole deal. Uh, I love all the activities that each of us just shared. I tend to start to look at the, whether the behaviors that drive joy, less so than the activity. So like when I hear about walking the dog, family game nights, uh, happy dances, I think those are all amazing activities to bring us to joy. But I think it's the behavior of getting us together, being inclusive, giving each of us uh, the respect uh, to be a part of what is happening or whatever it is we're choosing to do. Um, you know, I think when I hear about what's been stated so far it's about uh being active i don't see us seeking joy from laying on a couch so i i tend to look at this from the end result is an activity but i think a lot of the times that i've been the most happy with with this family is when we're together when everyone's being heard when each of us is respectful enough to let each of us speak and share and usually it's something that's not sedentary or it's, it's, it's an activity. The end result is an activity that has us either outdoors or indoors, but moving and getting up and filling our lungs with oxygen and laughing. And yeah, that's kind of where I'm at right now. I think for me going in the same 
pattern, as you just said, is when you talked about patterns is we practice a lot and sometimes we're really good at it. And sometimes we're not shifting those patterns because if we are doing something continually that is not creating joy is more of a joy crusher, which that's what we talk about here and we keep doing it, then that's not going to create joy. So how can we shift or change a pattern? So for example, we've talked about this together is sticking to our time frame, right? So if you guys say, Hey, can you come out and play soccer? And we're like, yeah, we'll be out there in a minute. And it's like, 20 minutes goes by. Does that make you mad? Yes. (laughs) Right. So we have to say, okay, I really need five minutes. And maybe we have to set that timer that's shifting that pattern. And then when that five minutes is up, we stop what we're doing and we go straight out and do what we said we're going to do. Right. So also shifting some patterns. All right. Here's my next question. What makes it hard to find joy together? Um, fight some people in our family tend to sometimes get mad if they lose and that can maybe cause a problem that's all i got um i think when someone's unhappy with something someone something um and like if it happened the day before earlier they're just not having a great time and then like everyone else is having a decent time or a fun time and then there's that one person over there just like kind of in the corner like yay fun all right, that makes sense. So holding on to a situation that's happened that is frustrating or stressful or causing anxiety or creates anger or sadness. Two parts to this sword. One side of it is uh, when any one of us, uh, well, I'll just own it for me. When I'm tired, when I have an outside thing, something not in the house, something that happened at work maybe or on the drive uh, so sometimes outside influences of, of the day. And so if I'm tired, if I'm already frustrated. Um, so I think there's some very specific, uh, just just how are we in our own body and mind at the moment? How awake and paying attention and breathing and just being in the moment to know, hey, I'm here and I'm present. And I'm ready to be a, a part of whatever is going on with the family. That's one thing I struggle with, especially if I'm tired. Continuing to stay in a very happy place in a joyful state sometimes can take some work. So if I'm tired, I don't put the work in. And then number two, or the other side of that sword, is uh, when, when any one of us is, going back to that first question, when any one of us is not actively listening, actively engaged, paying attention, awake in the moment, know what's going on, I think that can be one of the primary drivers for taking us away from joy. That's actually what we talked about this morning. I think if we're not in the moment, it's very easy to get out of joy because we're thinking or focusing on something else. And definitely when you're tired, that does not help. I agree. I think it takes a lot of work. And that's something I try to work on every day. And I'm not always good at it. If you think about how often you might say, I'm so tired today, and that's all you focus on, then you're definitely not going to feel joyful. And then that affects, that whole energy affects everybody else around you. So it is being conscious of your emotions, I think, every minute of the day. And that can be really draining and tiring, too. Well, and within that, I think each of us has an opportunity to, to pay attention to what are we bringing to the table? Because I hear what you're saying, about it, it does take work. The big question is, when does it take less work? You got you to practice. And, and for me... And specifically, whether it be Addison or Hunter or you or me, Mom, it's it's the difference between communicating and effectively communicating. 
When one chooses to use effective communication tools, which includes not only speaking, but actively listening, then staying in a happy place is a lot easier. It's when we don't bring our best game to the table of, of being present and aware and actively listen. And you know, I can go through the whole list of behaviors that indicate what isn't, but that'd be my general statement. Yeah, that's a good point. When does it just become kind of natural? What do we do individually to help create joy for our family members when we see they're not in joy or for ourselves when we notice? A way as individuals we could like bring joy to each other is if you are down about something that has happened in the past, then take a break from it, I guess. Like drop it if you can, if you just like, or just take a break from it. You know, just like go to the present come back to the present and have joy with everyone else. <laughs> mm-hmm. When people are mad, I would do the happy dance so they would become happy. I know sometimes when you guys are mad, we'll try to come in and start tickling you or get close to your face and stare at you and make you laugh. Yeah. <laughs> so even just something like that, that just helps alleviate the tension a little bit. It doesn't necessarily solve the problem, but at least it helps alleviate the, sen- the tension that allows us to maybe talk about it or move on. Music, I think, does tremendous amounts of good in creating just that joyful moment, even if it's just for a few minutes. Taking breaths, stepping away. And I think there's a lot to be said about being in the moment. And I think that's something we should talk about in another one because I think that is humongous. I think that's just a huge point to focus on when we're in the moment. I have a lot to say about that, but I'm not going to say about it right now. Um, For me individually, it comes down to listening and paying attention to understand. And what I'm saying in that regard is the, the times I see us head south of joy typically is because either someone isn't understanding what I'm saying or isn't listening to hear what I'm saying, or I'm not communicating or using my words very effectively to portray what I want people to understand. And so again, for me, it comes back to uh, the individual thing that I can do to keep uh, on, a, on a joyous track is uh, paying attention to what am I saying? How am I saying? What is the tone I'm using? Am I talking face to face or is the person like outside? And I'm trying, there's a thousand things in regards to communication that for me, at least personally, it's one of the biggest triggers for when Things are going really well, and certainly when things aren't going well, I can usually name or attribute it to a point in the conversation where that communication, which in a two-way dialogue, includes two people. So how do we, how do we how do we manage through that? That's another good topic. Write it oh, down. Mom. <laughs> More topics, the better, right? Okay, well, thanks all of you for sharing that. I think this insight is huge and we never have actually talked about what this all means to us. We've just been doing it. We never talked about what does it actually mean to navigate joy together as a family? We just have been doing it and trying it out and being um, successful and we've been also failures at it and learning from it. So I'd be curious to see how things change moving forward now that we've defined it in a sense and maybe that'd be an awesome like mission statement or vision for our family (laughs) families could definitely have mission and vision statements they're extremely powerful ding 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 i think that's a great idea 
three topics in one sentence almost. Yeah. So that's something to think about. Maybe we create some sort of mission or vision statement around that and figure out how, how do we actually live by that? Right. It's just like a business that has a mission and a vision statement and they all the decisions they make, they focus around that that vision or mission. So it'll be interesting to see how things maybe shift for us now that we've talked a little bit about that. So the intent of us sharing this podcast is we want you to know that we are a family like every other family. We have our high points, our low points and, of course, our struggles together. And the goal is to start and end our day joyfully. So whether that means we have a day full of joy or if we even get out of joy, how do we find ways to get back there by the end of the day? We will be sharing our successes, our trials and tribulations, questions or situations that come up in our family or in each of our lives and what we do as individuals or together to support and building up joy within each other. Thank you for joining us. And before we leave, we have one quick action step that you can take right now. So maybe over the course of the next two minutes to two days, I would challenge each of us to pay attention that when we're having a a dialogue or interacting with each other, when, so Hunter, if, if you and I are talking, can you at the end of our, at the end of me making a sentence, can you repeat back to me exactly what I said? Or do you find that sometimes when I'm talking, you drift off and are thinking about other things. It depends what you're talking about. Exactly. So my, so where I'm going with this is we should pay attention for the next little chunk of time for anyone who's listening. Try this little activity at home. Notice when we're actively listening that we hear a complete and, and total thought, which gives us the opportunity that we could say it back to the person for clear, to make sure they know that we understand exactly what they're saying versus and I do this myself, if mommy's talking to me and there's a point in the conversation where I just don't understand, I start to form a new thought that I want to tell her about what she's telling me and I don't hear her whole statement. So how often do we actively listen through the whole part of another person's conversation well enough that we could say it back to them versus start thinking about other things or what we want to say to them and then we miss part of the meaning of their message? Great action step, because I know I am not good at that. I listen to one thing dad says, and then I start thinking about what I'm going to say back, and I don't even think about anything else he's saying to me. (laughs) At least I can, (laughs) I admitted it. So that's our action step. You can take that too. Thanks for joining us, (laughs) and come back to visit us in two weeks. Bye. 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 Did you enjoy your time with us today? If you did, please give us a review in Apple Podcast. Your review will make navigating joy together much more fun. And we would be truly grateful if you would share this with others who you know would gain value from our podcast. Thank you again. And we look forward to sharing our next episode with you in two weeks. Bye.